Two. Oh, I pressed record too quick. Ha! One! Woo! Screw the countdown. Oh, welcome everybody to Silver Dragons Pub and Guild. We're a bunch of silly creators who are inspired by kindness and fun and uh, all things gaming and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, I know for me, I really like our little encouragements beforehand. And I found one that uh, ironically fits what I've kind of been trying to emulate within our own group the last couple of weeks, um, but said much better by John Lennon, who Ooh. said, a dream you dream alone is only a dream. A dream you dream together is reality. And I really liked that. Because um, uh, we've been talking a lot about how getting stuff started and doing stuff is really difficult and trying to get things going really sucks and doing things on your own. At the end of the day, it's not really something that's a valid way to go about things. It takes a village to, to get stuff done. And I am very happy to be a part of this village. That's our we, I think. Yeah. I'm absolutely. It's a great village. It's a great village. It Throw parties on Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesdays are the best days. All right. If you guys are all right, jump into this little recap. Let's do it. All right. So, as a group, the descent into the escape tunnels of Fort Listel brings you fortune in the way of coin filled traveling cloaks. Traveling onward and upon reaching an obstacle deeper within, the party decides to brave the drop down into the mines below. Working together, you surpass a pit trap and allowing everyone to reach the ground safely. And there in the mines, you were reunited with a pair of horses that you spared from death, a deathly fall only a few hours previously. And you were also met by gems, shedding gentle light and coaxing ideas into the minds of anyone who drew near. Pulling away, you carried on deeper into the mines, which led you to a natural underground system of tunnels that opened into a large channel carrying a river that held a dangerous but delectable creature that attacked your party. You shared a fine meal, a long rest, and when you continued, you found your way out into the open air once more, looking out over the rolling hills and a tree line in the distance. Welcome back to Bellastroon. What would you all like to do? So we just finished a long rest, yes? You have, yes. We should probably be on our way as soon as we can. I'm, uh, I am, um, I scavenged a notebook from, uh, from our, our buddy on the pirate ship. And I have been operating exclusively on spells that I have, that I had prepared when my spell book was stolen, um, up until this point. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I, I, I have, I, I would assume I've already been up for, for a couple of hours, if that's okay. And I'm, and I am actively um, taking notes, like kind of begrudgingly taking notes in a new notebook, um, even though I, I want the old one back, but I'm, but I'm willing to, to, to cope with this one for the time being. Um, but I sort of put it away and, and look at the friends and be like, we, we should we should be off very quickly or else we're going to miss the caravan, yes? Probably two days. So what we had. Uh, I'm not sure, Corey. Yeah, we were given two days. One of it which was partially in that travel at the end of the coming day. We should be all right, I think. It's at the moment two, three in the morning. It's very, very dark. Um, outside 
um, despite a heavy moonlight that's coming down and, and providing quite a bit of visibility out in the open land. Um, and it's at the end of this day, this coming day that they'll be moving on. So with the way that you guys have timed your rest and everything else, you should have plenty of time to travel. Right. Well, Barrel will finish his morning push-ups. <laughs> as, as all fighters do, I assume. Just wake up in the morning, get the blood flowing. Um, we only have two horses now. Where are other horses? Uh, the other horses were left at the entrance of the fort. That's right. Okay. So, how do we... We have an access to the garden now, yes? If I'm recording correctly. Yeah. So we found that an exit. So maybe we could lead these horses around and avoid the rust monsters and also that other guy that we hate now, or that hates us at least, and then make it to the entrance of the fort and then fight on kegs on the way out. Corey, do you have any better ideas? <laughs> <laughs> With the time that we've made, it'll be a bit of a a distance, but I think walking will be all right for those who don't want to ride. We can trade off a couple of us taking time on the horses and then switch. All right. So no need to go back to the entrance. But that does beg the question, where are we making our exit? But there was an opening at the end of this, at this walkway, correct? Yes, but that led to the gardens, didn't it? This area opened out just into the open uh, terrain. The other oh. one that we found when we left the mine the first time led out into the garden. Oh, I forgot about the second time. Hot okay. springs. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I think it's better to just leave. Let's make our way there then. So. Um, and as we are leaving, I am going to keep my eyes peeled just in case, because just in case there's anything. Sure, sure. Yeah, any any treasures and things like that. Perception check for you. If you're looking in the immediate area, that's light enough to see. If you're looking out for more of a generic landscape out and about, it's going to be at disadvantage due to being at night. Mm. I will. I will look out and about. Sure. No, no. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna look in the immediacy. Okay. I'll hold a. I'll hold like a dull fire and kind of cover it with my with my hands so that I can see a little better in the dark and I'll, and I'll check in the immediacy just because even if I do see like like if we see a what a, a gem sitting on the top of a tower or something like that we don't have to decide to go and get it you know <laughs> yeah it was about it's, it's, it's a nine <laughs> okay uh, the, the ground directly around you guys is uh, high grass and very uh, rolling hill-esque um, the dirt directly around you is a little bit churned, but, sorry. There's a loot that appears. <laughs> yeah, out of nowhere. Uh, my car's extended warranty apparently is, uh, somebody's greatest concern in life. I get about four to five calls every day about my car's extended It is so... It's so kind of them to be so concerned about that. <laughs> it is, it is, yes. Uh, they used to call Taylor too when she didn't even have a car <laughs> or a license or a registration or anything. <laughs> or a warranty. What, you know. what car? <laughs> what What car? <laughs> a cab. Um, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> open terrain. Uh, seems uh, <laughs> very natural. There's uh, no road in this area. It does just kind of open up and just out in the natural terrain. Behind you, there are uh, a couple areas of higher hills that this seems to have risen out of that you have made your way out of. And then there's a, a gentle, not drop, but everything is very rolling as it proceeds outwards from you. Um, I would like to have my familiar um, come into existence, right? We can just will them into existence. And I, I'll, I'll take the walk. Everybody else can get on a horse. I don't mind walking on ground. And so as we're going, I'll grab like sticks and leaves and rocks as we're walking. And I'm, I want to throw them in the air and kind of whistle train the hawk a little bit so that okay as like a signal to attack so as i like throw the rocks in the air i wanted to just kind of swoop down and either just like swat at it or like grab the stick and so just kind of train it a little bit will you make me an animal yeah. animal check as you go always Heck yeah. ah that's a 17. very nice rolling above anyone tens else? everybody <laughs> <laughs> anyone else have tasks they wish to complete while walking along um, if I could be, I, I really am resigned at this point because I know that it'll probably be a long time until I, until we get my spellbook back. So I'm just going to begrudgingly start copying spells, um, back into my, into my spellbook, uh, or into this new, just like collection of papers and notebook and stuff like that. And so it is all the spells that I have prepared. Luckily I am, I am a low enough level that all the spells that I have access to I had prepared that day, so so essentially I'm just gonna be I'm just gonna be copying them back into my spellbook so I have I have renewed access to them. I, I realized that, that we had never done that and I've been using wizard spells in, in the meantime. That was my mistake, but uh, No, you're fine. Um, but most of the spells I've been using have been artificial spells anyway. So so I'll I'll just set to copying that and I can do that at a really expedited rate because I'm a scribe wizard. So yeah, and you'd you'd had time a couple of times with that journal before. You had a little yeah. time on the boat, and you had a um, a couple of nights in between your venture over to this area. So I kind of assumed you did a little bit of that yeah. previous. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can talk to the little bear guy. Okay. Um. My friend oh, soul bond. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so when did we run into a bear? <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. I'm a boy. Um, make either an intelligence or a wisdom check for me. Take a wisdom check, and that is a 12. Okay. You're, as you're reaching outwards, trying to expand your, your consciousness out and uh, to experience connectivity with something beyond... Uh, your physical self at the moment. Your familiar arrives and rests on your shoulder. And it closes its eyes in a less a sense of a cat that has found, say, a warm spot and is enjoying that, but almost in a sense of concentration. Similar to as you do, trying to find that moment of attunement with something beyond. And you can hear the rustling of the wind through the grass transitions into something more like trees, leaves, but fades. It's just kind of difficult while moving, while transitioning. There's just a lot going on. 
Okay, then. Then I will simply sit on my horse. All right. Travel mm-hmm. along. You go for a little ways, and partway through barrel, as you are tossing and whistling, tossing, before the rock lands back into your hand, <laughs> Ryan grabs it. Just staring down at the dirt. And then just... Um, anyone who would like to, I need a nature check or an arcana check. If he's telling us to be quiet, I will bend down and also, uh, I roll nature, but I'm also going to use my pass without a trace once a day feature so yeah. that everything just kind of goes silent around um, us. That's a, a natural 20 on Arcana. Okay. It's an 18 nature for me. Dang. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Briar, you're trying to kind of look, but you're up on the horse, which is uh, a bad angle. Plus, you've got three people that are just staring down at the ground between you and what they're looking at. So it's just, it's just not the best position for for looking at what's going on. For the others, an eighteen and a twenty, looking at the ground, it is churned up and shifted unnaturally. It's not a patch where. Uh, grass has been torn away or, or just simply hasn't grown. There's an area that almost looks like a flow to it. Like it's been displayed and it is not a small section of land. It is almost 10 feet wide. And with a 20 on Arcana, there is a creature that is known for moving easily through the ground, through rock, through rubble, through anything else, more so even than the Onkegs you have recently encountered. Occasionally renowned and called Land Shark, um, better known as yes. a Colette. Hmm? <laughs> it's, uh, um, we have to be um, actually quiet. This map has very little. We have to um, step lightly. Okay. That should work that they are um, docile creatures sometimes. Um, I even know that some tribes uh, train them as as mounts, Um, but the wild ones are not to be trifled with. Very dangerous. And I'm telling this to to Corey and and Rayanne as well. Um, And as you're sharing, you can feel the ground around you gently soften as Beryl reaches out with his own uh, unique relationship to the earth and your steps feel less like they would on solid ground and more akin to stepping on sand, softened, dampened, quiet. Thank you. I thought that should help. Maybe, maybe just keep the horses as quiet as possible. All right. um, and as we go, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna, like, as we're moving along, I'm gonna be sketching a picture of these creatures, so that way my my companions have, like, a visual representation of what they might be looking for. I'm gonna do my best to, to show them um, when they are out of the ground, and also while they're, while they're in the ground. All right. So I need stealth <laughs> checks from three, and I need handle animal checks from two. So you guys can either all roll stealth and let your NPCs do the handle animal, 
or you guys can do handle animal and one of you roll stealth and the NPCs roll stealth. Right. Stealth will be at a plus <laughs> 10. The handle animal will not. I, I'm, I will try animal handling. I'm better at stealth. Okay. That is uh, mod 20. Very nice. So we had animal handling, stealth. Both are the same for me. So I could probably roll stealth because I think Rain and Corey, I, they they have they've handled the animals before, so they have pretty decent animal handling too. So I'll do stealth, and then they can roll stealth and animal handling. Okay. So animal handling for me. What was it? Nice. I rolled really really poorly. That's sixteen. With okay. The plus ten. And for barrel? Uh, stealth will be at twenty one. Very nice. I didn't roll too well either. Yeah, that's better than 16. Hopefully that should be fine now. <laughs> We're gonna be fine. Everything's fine. TJ's smiling, everything's fine. That's great. <laughs> uh it's actually funny that you uh, are are talking about your 16 because that is their DC. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you're moving along and one of the horses uh under Corey is having a hard time it's jittering every time it, that you start to near one of these sections of unearthed area that has been swathed to one side or broken bits of stone it senses the uneven terrain and maybe even innately some of the danger that comes with it Horses in general hating uneven terrain beneath their feet, as well as something that could rise up from beneath it. And there are times where it stops. It rears up ever so slightly, maybe a foot or two off of the ground, and then has to be brought back. And there is a moment where you all freeze and see 20, 15 feet off to the right of the party, something up and down. And you all continue. And you pass through unnoticed. Pass through the whole area? You pass through this area without uh, incurring the attention of the bullet. Continuing to move on. After about an hour, that passes out of trace wears and dissipates and for a little bit of that time it's a little nerve-wracking but the the swashes within the earth have already dissipated that challenge is behind you and you're getting slightly closer to the trees but Corey is also leading you in a path that will eventually kind of follow along the tree line as opposed to curving into it and another hour two hours pass the light of the day is just starting to hint that it will be rising. And as it does, you can see camp set up. A couple of fires, smoke's coming up. And in the next 45 minutes or so, you are back in camp. Oh, thank God. Well, that was an altogether stressful ordeal. <laughs> Which part? Just... You know, all of it, just yeah. just the general vibe of the whole situation. Vibe, is that? 
That's a new word. Is I'm that some generic term they use where you're from? <laughs> uh, no, I made it up actually. I'm going to make it up. Why? Can. Um. Is Julian in camp still? Uh, how would you like to look? You can make a perception check, or you can investigate or ask around. I... <laughs> I want to ask and see. People should know who he is. All right. Uh, go ahead and make a persuasion check. Okay. Just talking around, seeing who knows. That's a four. <laughs> <laughs> Starting on the, the outer edge, you go into a group that, despite the fact that you guys traveled a little bit, it wasn't a very interactive uh, group to be chatting with. So it's new faces to you and they are kind of leaning into that a little bit of, I don't really know this person. I know that we're taking them to a place, but that's really the extent of my job within this area. And you meet a lot of kind of gruff like shrugs and eh. mm. Mm. Okay, can I? Sorry, I was just gonna say, can I look around for him? Sure. Can we sure. Find him anywhere? Perception check. Should I roll one too? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. an eighteen. All right. It's an eight. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. And we're back. Glancing around, you you notice that you aren't seeing him in particular, but on top of that, you're also not seeing a number of the uh, snake-scaled folk that were also brought in with you that had been liberated. Oh, I bet he left with them. Um, uh, do they look like they're prepping to leave right now or are we, are we gonna stay the night here? Uh, you're in the early morning hours. So you have a couple people that are just kind of still waking up and getting up, starting coffee pots, starting um, a little bit of tear down and things like that. So they'll probably prep to leave in the next couple of hours. Uh, but there's plenty of time if there's something that you're looking to do. I was just looking to to give Corey a little bit of time to get settled and know what what's up at his camp, and then and then go and ask him see if he had any insight. Okay. As he's you watch as he heads towards one of the larger tents, and uh, someone steps out, and the two of them share a moment, grasp arms, and then the rifle is handed back to Corey, who straps it over his shoulder. He hands off uh, the pieces here and there that he picked up on uh, while perusing the fort. And those are sent where they need to go. Respectable. Um, Corey, I was wondering, um, we had a, a friend here that was taken off off uh, with, with the bastards. I, I was wondering if he was still around, if you were aware of, of them or, or, or even the the, uh, the, the snake-skinned individuals, I'm, I'm not sure what to call them. I don't want to be offensive. Well, that's all right. I'm sure they'd appreciate your huh, candor. They, uh, those folk have seen a lot. They've been called uh, a number of things. Unfortunately, uh, purified is what the uh, ballast field folk like to call them. Mm curse set upon them, placed into their blood, used to mark to be used as slaves. I see. We tend to uh, liberate the ones we can and send them up here. There's a couple havens for them if they're careful. 
they should be around. And he calls someone over and they have a quick discussion and he tilts his head to one side. Um, the other one, one you mentioned, took off in that. Sounds like they went with him. Not surprised. Did they know where they went? No. We're willing to watch and take care of those that we can, but we're not yes. going to force anything upon anyone. Right. Uh, that makes sense. I just, we, we had uh, business with him, and I was hoping to perhaps engage in it later, but that's all right. Um, perhaps we uh, meet up with him later if we have the ability to. Mm-hmm. Can be hard to burn. Oh, no, we don't. Um, he's not a threat or anything like that. I just. Well, perhaps we talk about that later once we've reached safety. You, the rest of your men. you already asked that they don't know where he's at, right? He just yes. left. Yes. Just, just left, I suppose. I bet he was going towards one of those sanctuaries he was mentioning when we met him on the shore. Yeah. Very possibly. Making his way back there. Well, we'll find him. Say that with a lot of confidence. He's a professional thief, isn't he? Yeah, but not everybody can hide forever. That was very ominous. Don't you think? Quite ominous. Yes. <laughs> You're right, Brian. You've been awfully yes, quiet. Yes, I'm open with a lot of things, I guess. Mm. That's very fair. It's been an ordeal in the last few days. Probably just tired. Is early in the morning and we've been awake for too long. So. Okay, well, what's our next step? How close are we? Well, another day's journey or so. Mostly because we want to be taking it slow through this. Makes sense. I need a little bit of time. I'm going to take a little rest here. But if you need anything, reach out to Alex. He'll get you what you need. Okay. Very well. Thank, thank you again, Corey, for, for keeping us and, and, uh, and helping us with all that um, strangeness. Oh, well, the fort was your own choice coming along. The rest of it simply part of the bargain chips. Oh, sir. Take care. We'll be setting off in. He looks over towards the individual who he traded guns with uh, moments previously, who looks at him and goes, uh, probably two hours. Do you need more? And he just shakes his head. Two hours. Take care. And he turns and heads into that tent. All right. Uh, anything we want to do without two hours? I'd like to talk to Alex and see if they have anything in the way of armor, armor pieces they could spare. I'd appreciate that. Because I just have a set of leather armor we found, right? At the moment, yeah. Um, They have... Vulpist, my name. Ah, uh, Bakushin. 
like to open the armor shop menu. <laughs> uh, they keep a variety of spare um, hide armors that they transition out of when they are no longer in cold climates that he can tell you. Hide isn't, isn't excellent. It's medium armor, right? Yes. Hide is 12 plus two decks. And he would give you that retail price of 10 gold. Uh, we roll a percentile for me. I would love to. Would you say 10 plus decks? 12 plus decks. Oh. But 10 gold. Does it, it's disadvantage on stealth checks though, isn't it? Hide is not. Isn't it? That would be ale mail and half plate are disadvantage. Perhaps it's just, is it it's just medium armor? Mm-hmm. Where's my percentile? Nice. It's my new single. Well, how high is your, how high is your dex? Right now, well, um, simple leather armor and hide armor give me the same 15. Okay. Now that's a 63. Okay. They also have one chain shirt. How much? They're taking a look at it. And uh, it's not in mint condition. And they'll give it to you for 45 gold. All I have on me right now is I don't have that much. Got about 30 on me. Do you think it would um, it would behoove us? Is it going to be very good if, if we get you something that will protect you a bit more? I'm not sure how protective that is. Meta-wise, it would, it would protect me a little bit more. Say, give me a plus one if I have some kind of metaphorical armor class. Right. right. <laughs> but it brings it up to 16. brings it up to 16. Um, I would be willing to swatch the extra 15. Well... I mean, I have 58 gold on. <laughs> and if you want... I don't want to be greedy. I actually have 110, so... And if you want to, they will credit uh, we your leather armor if you, you trade it for five gold. What was that? If you want to trade your leather armor in, they will also credit you five gold so that they can reuse that leather for other things. That's a good idea. Um, I'll do that so that I'll, I can do 35 someone wants to spot me 10. Sure. I mean, both of you can spot me 10 if you want. That's also <laughs> fine. He's a thief. We've been through this. He's a thief. Half that money probably isn't his. No, I found some, some valuable things in the, in the location that we That's were in. That's right. Okay, yes, I do. Uh, quick question. We found a magical looking armor on the person with the wagon, right? Uh, you found a magical looking dagger and then uh, the individual had uh, dark armor that was repelling light. Well, that's right. I never identified that. Yes. Oh. Can I go up to him and ask him to identify it? Yeah, with my nice two hours. And... To have one. Yeah. Wait. Uh, for you? 
No, you should take that. If it was, is it studded leather? Uh, yes, it is. It's really nice. Um, I already have a suit of studded leather. Um, so I guess we, we check and see. Um, I'll, I'll spend the, the, the 11, the 11 minutes past it. <laughs> Um, identify as a ritual spell. Yeah. I have the spell slot for the day because I found out how useless I feel without spell slots <laughs> recently. Uh, it is a studded leather armor with uh, very dark accents already, but on top of that, it is laced with illusory magic that give uh, advantage on stealth checks. Oh, that's very good. Who, who needs the advantage on stealth checks? The most. I should be how, fine. How how good are you at being sneaky? I mean, I'm okay. Not bad. Small. That's fair. Stuff is plus two. I mean, oh, it's plus four. I'm proficient. You have proficiency? That's pretty good. Yeah, I don't have proficiency. But you probably have plus three. But the thing is, if it shrinks to fit me, that's the. Well, it's magical, so most magical yes. items do. So I think it should be alright. Um. If, if you'd like it. Would that way I'm not, I have armor? Because oh, there's yes. no small armor for me. That's, that's fair. Which I feel is kind of a little bit, you know, insensitive, but that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll, I'll proffer it to you so you have advantage on stealth checks. We will put on the armor. All right. Un, unlike a lot of the other magical items that you have uh, taken hold of and immediately it transitions, you do feel a lot of shifting in this, and it does eventually transition into um, a size that fits well for you. Um, the amount of magic in this is just a lot lighter, and it just takes a much longer period of time to finally transition. Interesting. I'm going to take notes on that as I watch it happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I also turn? Was there anything else? I just believe so. While you guys are checking this group, they do have a variety of additional um, bags and packs and, and things like that, if that is something you're looking to stock up on as well. Weapons? Uh, they have a variety of uh, daggers and short swords, uh, okay. but that's pretty much all they'd be willing to, to sell. That's, uh, yeah, okay, cool. I'd love a, a bandolier, actually, if, if, if I could get one, make my spell components more easily accessible. Hmm. Um, how much would that run me? How many potions do we have left? Just two. Health potions? We used two in the last fight. I was going to ask, actually, is somebody keeping track of the extra loot that we have? Or would, um, you, like, would you like me to do that? I mean... If you could carry it. Yeah, sure. Nice. Well, the bandolier makes that much easier. And then I'm stuff things into the. <laughs> You're such a dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just going to start keeping a little bit of 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 a Everything of mine got stolen, but I just have daggers in my boots, so I can carry everything I need. Excellent. And my Excellent. one gold piece I have left. 
write down uh, the very nice blanket that we stole off the giant. The giant you mean the rat-infested blanket that we I We are going on? to repair it, and it's going to sell for a lot of money. It's probably still rat It's a giant infested. comforter for a very rich person, I, and it's massive. That's got to be worth something. Um, I will... I will... All right, that down, and then we got uh, two really fine dresses that I can mend, as long as I can mend them accurately. I'll probably need someone's help with that. That's her. It's a seamstress. Probably just me then. <laughs> I think I'm the only one who knows how to use a, a needle and thread. Um, and then the, the magical dress as well. Mm. Yes, I can shift the color. If we feel like selling that, we don't have to, but we could actually get it. And then. Um, how many? I'm shifting through. We do have 18 silver ingots. I don't know if that's important to anyone. I would love to keep at least some of that so that we could use it in the future. Silver's very, I mean, it's very valuable. I mean, obviously. I think both of us know how to run a forge. I think we keep it. It would be even more valuable if we turn it into something. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, massive blanket. And uh, dresses. Anything else? I think we have two more. We bought four potions before. We used two. Sounds right. We used two. That's right. Yeah. So we have two more. That's right. Because we got them in a seal. Because we, we probably these people. So very kind to us. Right. Good. If we're set. Yeah. Just don't go running off with our stuff. We need what? Don't run away with our stuff. Why would I do that? I don't know. It was a joke. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. Marilyn <laughs> Toby will never learn to trust each other. If there is any remaining time, I am going to use that remaining time prestidigitating each one foot section of this blanket, oh and then slowly over the course of like casting mending and attempting to replicate the different you know patterns and the filigree and to try and make it as as accurate as possible stitching it back together revitalizing the yeah i can't use my actual needle and thread for my for my leather workers kit if i if i need to do it physically i will i will do it physically as well okay taking time with that it's looking a lot better there's a lot of ground to cover but it is looking considerably better uh less infested um all of the uh rat turds are removed and there is a little bit of color that is very slowly returning to this blanket Yay. <laughs> that's what i <laughs> see you so yeah i'll spend the rest of the two hours doing that anything else for briar or for barrel do you have a dagger I have a moon dagger. Do you need another one? Or are you good? I think I should. Okay, cool. Armor looks good on you, by the way. Very dark. Maybe black is my color, huh? I think mushroom, if that's a color, you really pull off that hat. Thanks. So it's, I don't know if mushroom is a color. Don't look at me like that. Go clean your blanket. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well. Insult of the century. Go clean your blanket. <laughs> Go clean your blanket. <laughs> okay. Mushroom is the color. Mushroom, mushroom is my favorite color. 
I think that's it for me. It's the secret shrimp colors that only shrimp can see. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect, the perfect. Forbidden, the forbidden shrimp colors. <laughs> All right. Camp begins to slowly pack up. Everybody is getting ready to go, packing up their, their tents, their camp, their horses, getting everything set. And everyone returns into the formation of the caravan and starts heading towards the Stonewood Forest which as you're approaching, can I just get perception checks from everybody? Yeah, just casual perception checks. I love casual perception checks. Yeah, yeah. good things. Wow, I'm mm. rolling really well. 18 as well. Very nice. Do about, do about 13. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Beryl, it's a little confusing at first as to why this is regarded as the stone forest or the stonewood forest. Um, which are its primary names. Because looking around, it's just a bunch of trees. I mean, there's rocks, there's boulders, there's things like that and and the like, but it just looks like a forest. And the same for the two of you at first, everything just looks exactly like anything else. But then you pick out a tree on the side that is a grayish color. Doesn't have bark running down it. Instead, it has the striations of a variety of stone. And then another one, and another one, and another. And it's strange, they're hard to pick out at first because when wind passes through, they shift almost in a mockery of the tree that they were once were. Maybe one in every three or four trees is entirely composed of stone. That's so cool. It's beautiful. <laughs> and amidst yes. that, you occasionally see hopping along the ground uh, a variety of animals, whether it's bunnies running by, foxes, the, the normal fauna of the forest. But on top of that, every once in a while, you'll see a bird that does not fly, also entirely made of stone, hopping as it moves across the ground. What? And at one point, as you are continuing deeper and deeper into this forest, across the path freezes a stag, also of stone, with chunks of it that are just moss growing and moving, but it just like any other normal deer freezes at first and then books it off into the distance. This is fascinating. And as you all continue along this group moving at a very gentle pace, um, can I get um, just a D20 roll from each of you? Yeah. 17 again. That's my third 17 in a row. Woo. That's a good my number. Second, my second five. <laughs> nine. And a nine. Okay. Uh, glancing around as well, taking a little additional note specifically of these stone trees. They look, aside from their composition, aside from what their material is, they look just like all of the rest of the trees. Even more so during this time, as things are beginning to sprout and bloom, so are they. They are also in a, a phase of sprouting and blooming a variety of different um, leaves and um, small flowers and the like. And passing through, if you don't take the time to take in these things, it just feels like any other forest just with these strange, more grays instead of the whites and the browns and the, and the, the greens that you're used to. I wanna live here. It's beautiful. Occasionally something is heard to the side 
and the group doesn't come to a stop, but all heads will shift to one side and sabers will be prepped. But with the size of this group, it seems that for the most part, things are either leaving you alone or, um, or the larger whatever could be here is still not aware. I'll lean into the nearest anarchist and be like, exactly. Oh, they don't like me. I forgot. <laughs> I had a conversation about the guns. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna lean into them and say, exactly. Uh, with uh, an iron grip on his iron, um, this individual glances over his shoulder and just, uh, there's a lot that lives here. There's things that uh, are already a little bit difficult to deal with, wild boar and the like. Add that made of stone that comes charging at you, not fun. On top of that, the stone-eating creatures. There's a lot of them here. Stone-making creatures. There's a lot of them here. And Ulfeist Haven, they're trustworthy. The other two... You got to keep your eyes open for them. We've seen, does, does anyone know why it's like this, this place? We, we've seen that we've interacted even with, with you got door, the, the earth elementals. Hmm. I wonder uh, make a history check for me. Uh, history or religion. Oh, that's even better. I was disappointed because <laughs> it was cocked and then, and then it was excellent. Um, uh, it's a 22. 22. A variety of landscape within and throughout Bellastrum in general. A lot of people attribute the strangeness and the unnatural transitions to the hush, a cataclysmic event that washed over the planet and changed the natural composition of of whatever it touched it wreaked havoc magically and was just raw arcane energy spreading across the world completely changing and disrupting a number of things that it came into contact with and much of this area is considered to be a, a an effect of that sweeping arcane um, wave that has transitioned a mixture of tree life uh, plant life animal life and the like into a stony composition that is still somehow living and functions almost as if it did just when it was in its normal patch. Fascinating. I've never seen it so stark before. How long ago was the cataclysm, this, this big event? Uh, you are in the year. Ooh, busting out the calendar. You were in the year 1196, and um, recordings are reported to have happened roughly 30 to 40 years after what is assumed to have been the cataclysm, the, uh, the hush. So uh, roughly 1,200 years ago or so. Okay. That's fascinating. Okay. I will just uh, sketch what I see. 
taking into uh, and seeing that you are a little enamored by this uh, this anarchist, just <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Stonewood Forest. Keep an eye out. As he's moving around, just be like, oh, uh, do you have any idea no. what the position of the? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right and uh how do you guys feel about a little bio break here sure sure it's good to me. welcome back everybody good to be back and uh welcome to the stonewood forest Woo. as all of you are entering in currently using uh what looks like a variety of deer trails and and smaller smaller pathways as opposed to a marked road. Is there anything that you guys want to be doing during this travel? I think I'm just gonna try and keep an eye out like they suggested, just keep a lookout. Perception check from you as you're looking to boot. Did you want to do anything? Um, I want to try to talk to the bear again. Okay. Seven. <laughs> and what was uh, the perception check? Ooh. 21 for me. Ooh. Okay. Uh, you're traveling through this area and you do transition from these kind of back paths and, sp and side paths that are very difficult for these horses to be maneuvering through um, and eventually onto what is not a paved road, but certainly a, a well-trodden uh, path that widens out and everyone kind of more easily sets themselves onto this pathway and starts following along it. And you're passing through and you're reaching outwards, trying to find and reconnect with this, this creature that has been shown to you and has been expressed to you. And then you get a hand on your shoulder as Beryl, you notice that everything has gone quiet. The horses are still trotting, but the birds are not chirping. You're hearing shifting on the sides of this pathway. Can I make, so I'm hearing shifting but I'm not seeing anything or anyone. You glance to one side and you see maybe something that has previously been there and a bush that is shifting and then coming back to a place is still. And then you hear a crack on the other side and you turn and everything is motionless. There's just movement on either side. What are the anarchists? Yeah, does anybody else notice? At the moment, they're all just trotting along. All of them keep a, a steady sense of wariness, but none of them seem to be taking into account anything of particular um, that you're noticing. Um, is there like an anarchist or is Toby or Briar close to me? Uh, I assume the three of you are keeping relatively nearby. Okay. I'm gonna just kind of nudge the both of them. And then whenever I hear something move, I'll kind of point to that area so that they can kind of tune in as well to what I'm hearing and seeing. Yeah. And as you are all taking account of this, mixed in as you're starting to take more time, you're hearing 
a shifting, a slow sliding of things moving across the ground. In front of us or behind us or to the sides? Each time that something shifts in the forest, it's accompanied by a I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna. I'm assuming I'm on a horse, or am I walking? Um, you guys are currently walking. Okay. The horses have been reassumed by the group, and there are two pack horses that are available to you guys to use to throw your stuff onto. Um, but they are a lot older, and and uh, they try not to carry people on them. Okay. I'm gonna pull one of the daggers out from my boot, and kind of not go into the forest, obviously, but just kind of go off to the side and maybe get the attention of a couple anarchists to kind of signal that there's something in the forest. Okay. Do I see anything, like anything at all moving? Uh, will you give me a nature check? That's a flat 10. You are looking about and taking into account, trying to take in everything that is around you. And as you give notice to a couple of the anarchists, they start knocking um, up the line and down the line. And everyone starts not brandishing weapons, but certainly prepping and starting to eye and look to either side and moving the chain on the way up to let them know, hey, keep your eyes open. And you're looking all about, it's just quiet. And you're looking at these trees and noticing the strangeness of the stony atmosphere of them. And as you take one into account, some of the limbs on it begin to shift. Mm. The knot of the tree is not a knot, but a face. And the face itself has limbs sprouting off of it, not limbs, snakes. Oh no. And from either oh, side, oh no. Uses begin to appear. And I need initiative from all y'all. Fighting Medusas. Oh, no. Ah. Well, that's not bad. Oh, I'm a halfling. <laughs> it's so lame I don't get advantage on initiative. I like to hit things. That's the purpose <laughs> of the Oh, well. It's fine. Is it? All right, what do we have for everybody? Oh. Oh my gosh, hey, same. 13. I don't know how I'm highest. Well, 12 and 13. Very close. Who goes first between the two of us? You probably. I mean, your deck. Three. So 16. You do. Oh no, battle music. (laughs) Skyrim battle music. (laughs) That'd be scary. 12 and Obi was in 13? Yes, 13. And who goes first between Barrow and Briar? Barrel does. All right. They are. Oh, fuck you. That's not, that's not <laughs> From up ahead, you hear shots ringing out as from either side, Medusa's reach forward and immediately you see a number of the horses turn to stone, a couple of the anarchists. 
turn to. They are Medusas. They're actual Medusas. That's what he said, yes. Oh, God. And they're not the only ones there, as each one seems to be holding on to these large mm, worm-like creatures with six legs, huge jaws, and glowing eyes that have shutters on their sides, blinders, but everything in the front of them also, a light glow and turning additional creatures into stone as these Medusas are wielding basilisks and starting to grab stone individuals that they then start to pull away and off of the road. The full, the stone-themed episode. This is where we die. (laughs) Uh, Toby, what would you like to do? I don't know. Um, Do I know anything about Medusas? Anything about their... Or an arcana check. Biff. Or a religion check. There's a lot of ways. Natural 20. Plus six is 26. Okay. Uh, You do know that Medusas uh, in their previous life were very vain creatures that gave up uh, aspects of their their uh, next life for beauty and fame and riches in their current life. And as they transition, they are cursed by this, by whatever being has given them these abilities. And in their following life, they live out as people's curse and try to impart that curse upon others and giving it to stone. As they relate to this area in particular, there is a collection of Medusas. Most Medusas, uh, historically and based out of true lore, they reside alone, tucked away. They create their fortunes and they simply hoard their treasures. Here in the Stonewood Forest, they have found a new means of some form of society and have found a means of working together. And these ones seem to have also taken akin to creatures that have a similar ability to that of their own. So weird. Okay, do I know of any like weaknesses that they might have? Any difficulties that they have with with fire or I don't know. Um, as far as vulnerabilities and immunities and things like that, you do know that uh, showing them, and same goes for basilisks, showing them a reflective surface causes them to have to make the same saves against their own. Uh, abilities. You know, it would be nice if we had a convenient haunted mirror right now. Uh, <laughs> what? Did we did we There's no way we didn't want to stop to take that. I'm going to run back to the forest. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't have anything that can that can make a reflective surface. So. Have a dagger. Otherwise, uh, nothing that they are particularly uh, immune or vulnerable to. Okay. Well, we'll see how they enjoy being set on fire. Yeah. I'm gonna very unoriginally just lob a, um, just lob a, a create bonfire underneath the nearest one. That's a dexterity saving throw. All right. Uh, that's an 18. Okay, I am going to try and that that succeeds. Um, so I believe they take no damage if I'm remembering correctly. But um, uh, the bonfire is there. I'm going to try and position it 
Is how many of these creatures are we dealing with? Uh, you're seeing four Medusas, two on either side, each one with two Basilisk. And they're holding them or riding them? Uh, they are holding them to either side, but as uh, creatures turn to stone in front of them, they release and start grabbing onto individuals and pulling them into the forest. Oh so my how, close, how close are they to us right now? The nearest one to you guys, you guys sit in the middle and they're kind of pronging on front and back. Um, nearest to you is about 20 feet behind you and to your left, over your left shoulder. Yeah, I'll target that one specifically. And it is, is that one within 15 feet of, of Brethren Medusa? Uh, within uh, your group? Uh, yeah, no, just of, of, of other, yeah, within, within people of my group. Uh, yes, it's within uh, striking distance of uh, anarchists. Okay, I'm trying to put it as far away from from people as possible. My goal is to is to turn that into fireworks in a second. Okay, so there is area one. behind it that is unoccupied. Okay, I will I will do that then. Okay. Well, I, is that is that fair? Because because I'm because I'm I'm okay with doing it because I know that it's not going to hit. Is that is that allowed by you? Yeah. Okay. All right, I just want to aim for that spot initially anyway, and fireworks you can control to a certain extent the direction in which it is flowing. Gotcha. Okay, cool, and, cool. And you wouldn't set it in the path of your own people. Yes. All right, that takes us to Barrel. Um, so two on either side. Which two did you attack? Left or right? So I, I was up ahead, one on either side, two behind, one on either side, and he attacked over the left shoulder, the one behind. Okay. Um, I'm gonna run over to the right one that's behind. Um, and let's see. So. Action surge doesn't take a bonus action, does it? Doesn't take it. It's just a natural fun time. Okay. So I'm gonna action surge and as a bonus action, I'm I don't wanna do that Yeah, I kinda do. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna use my bonus action to use my samurai feet to square myself as I go towards that person. Alright. So I'll take two weapon attacks at advantage. As you are approaching, and I need this from Toby as well, I apologize. Ow! If you look towards them, I need a constitution saving throw. I, I'm willing to, to not look towards them because mine is a, is a saving throw. Is that going to cause any difficulty with the positioning? No, due to the fact that you can just look at an area uh, instead of at the creature itself. Okay, sounds good. Fine there. But I do need a con from Beryl. Knowing how well I roll as this character, if I don't look and I'm trying to look out of the peripherals as I swing, will it be a disadvantage? It will, yes. <clears throat> okay, I'll do it. You can choose to not look and, and uh, to swing at disadvantage. Okay, I am going to. So then that gets rid of my advantage samurai feet. So it'll just be a straight roll? Just a straight roll, okay. Which is a nice way to balance it out. Um, that's going to be a 20 to hit. Yeah, that hits. And that's going to be, um, that's going to be a lot of damage. That's going to be 13 points of damage. Oh. Nice. And then the second one 
is going to be a 17 to hit. 17 hits. <laughs> and that's going to be another 10 points of damage. Very nice. I'm, I'm watching. Does it look like the blade is, is sinking in like I would expect it to on an organic creature? Yes, it does. Okay. Uh, despite it having uh, very grayish, almost silvery-like skin, uh, the impacts of the blade seem to function as you anticipate and as it, it would against another mortal creature. Excellent. Good news. Anything more for Beryl? Uh, I want to essentially, I'm going to go up and I'm going to hit it once and I'm going to hit it twice. And then I want to try and back. Action search. Um, and so I'm going to hit, hit, and then I'm not going to look at it, but I'm just going to kind of put up my shield and stay within range of it. I, I don't really want to move. I don't know if there's metal accents on my shield. Are there? Which one was this? Where did you pick this one up? Um, I believe this is the one that I got from Pirates. the pirate ship. Probably would. Oh, no. But they're, they're, they like metal. There are metal bracelets <laughs> along it, but nothing that's reflective enough to... Uh... If only I had, if I had my shovel right now, I would be fighting with my shovel and then using my reflective metal shovel head to turn these Medusas into stone. Also, unless you yes. spent time polishing the hell out of your shovel, I don't yes. know that it would happen. Okay, okay. I That's come fine. from a very respectable <laughs> farm. If you know anything about farming, you polish all of your equipment. Probably not. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't have you. We don't know that reflective items do anything. Is that it for Barrel? No, that's it. That's it for me. All right. That will take us to Briar. Okay. I probably wouldn't know that looking at them will make you turn to stone, right? Um, Make me a either history, arcana, or religion check. Um. Producers have a lot of lore. Well, it's 14 for any of them. Uh, it does help that when they came out of the forest, instantly creatures all about did begin turning to stone that made eye contact with them. And through a mixture of lore and application of your circumstance, you could probably assume that eye contact is not in your best interest. All right. Um, in that case, I will not look at them, but lob a guiding bolt at one of them. All right. Probably the one that Barrel was attacking. One that you guys are hounding, fire away. I will be at disadvantage as you are making yes. a range spell attack. You're not, wait, so you're not attacking the same one that I threw fireball and thought fire at, am I? No. I took um, that's an eight. Uh, an eight's gonna miss. Yeah. I think it's gonna hit. <laughs> These stone creatures have a stupid AC. <laughs> Don't actually uh, degrades your AC. It makes you. <laughs> um, anything more, Briar? Movement bonus? Um, anything like that? Just gonna, gonna hide 
under her hat. <laughs> mm, that is absolutely fair. Which brings us to the anarchists who start firing off shots like crazy. It is a the loudest thing any of you have ever heard. Summon more. Summon more. Worst. I'd like to summon anarchists. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean summon more Medusas. <laughs> Conjures an anarchist in the space within 30 feet. One of a range of those firing shots like crazy, uh, pulling sabers and making swashes and attacks, and a couple of them um, also having been in this area and previously brandish a variety of mirrors in preparation and most of the Medusias are doing very well. However, the one with a fire behind it seems to be struggling a little bit. And that will take us up to La Medusa's turn. No. Having been directly assaulted, uh, Beryl, one no. of you um, oh joy. A 19 and a 15 to hit. 19 hits, 15 does not, because my armor class is now a 16. Hey-o! <laughs> I need... Will you make me a constitution saving throw? As I would love... A, what? A bunch of snake hair bites into your skin. I thought you were going to say a disadvantage, and I was like, mm? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, we are good. That's a, that's a 21 con save. All right, you're going to take five piercing and half of the poison damage. Okay. Ew. Uh, dropping it to nine poison. So that's 14 total? Yes. yes. Okay. So not a great situation. <laughs> uh, the rest of them are carving into horses, anarchists, the... Uh, Basilisks doing the same, huge jaws just taking mm. the legs out of some of these horses. Uh, no. Gouging into anarchists. And that brings us to Toby. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll turn, the, turn that into fireworks to try and blind that Medusa and any any other. I don't know if there are any others in the vicinity. Absolutely. So if she needs to make, is that a con save? Or, uh... Yes. And, and also any, any basilisks as well within the area. Two with her, so I'm gonna start with her. Constitution is 17 for her. Okay. And the basilisks. Oh, be nice. This is why we prep our pages. There you are. <laughs> Uh, the Basilisks do go blind, however. Ooh. Uh, anything more for Toby? Um, that is my action. I'm, I'm, I'm riding, right? You are... I'm, I, I thought we were all walking. When I went over to go explore stealth sea, I asked if I was on a horse. And did you say that all three of us were walking or that I was walking? Uh, currently, the three of you are walking. Okay, I'm actually going to... Your supplies are being held by the uh, the horses, but you guys are currently walking. 
don't know. Um, so they're blinded. I'm going to put, I'm going to lean forward. We should just leave, right? We should, I mean, are we, are we going to fight this? You, you might die. I'll jump off my horse. You're already walking. Um, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm already walking. So I don't have a horse to worry about. That means I'm going to make my way over to you instead. While that Medusa is blinded, I'm going to call out to the anarchists. Um, uh, the basilisks can't see, hit them now. And then I'm going to go to you. And as you are mid-swing, I'm going to reach up with a gauntlet in hand and wrap my hand around the pommel of your sword and wipe the whetstone across the face of it. So it is now a plus one longsword. Huzzah! Huzzah! Very nice. Uh, anything more for Toby? That's all. That'll take us to Barrel. Um, having this just happen, um, when we use, so the sword that I'm using allows me to bonus action boop boop myself. Uh, while attuned to it, you have, uh, as a bonus action, a 10 foot burst if you so choose to use it. Okay. Um, if I were to use that boost to get behind this creature, would that negate any disadvantage from the eyesight being forward? Or do the basilisks cover? Ooh. You would have to make a check as she is currently flanked by basilisks who would not willingly let you move through that space. But you could attempt to utilize it's, it's, a, it's a burst. He doesn't, does, is he moving through? Is it a dash technically? It's yeah. So it, there's no aspect of um, teleportation happening. It's because when I dash through the stone, himself through that space. Could I? Yeah. Okay. So I'd have to make a check to like skirt around. You'd basically with the the burst properties. It is all a single A to B. You'd basically. Okay forcing yourself directly at the Medusa in an attempt to push past her and end up on the other side. Which would put you in a flanking position with Toby, who's right next to you, which would negate uh, the disadvantage because then you have advantage and disadvantage. Okay. What check would that be? Would that be a strength check? Uh, yes, you'd be uh, competing athletics with her athletics. Okay, let's do it. Uh, you can choose either athletics or acrobatics. Uh, for athletics would be great. Got it. Oh boy. Boy. Our DC is a 16. Dang it. That's going to be an 11. Oh. You go for this burst forward, and whether it's something about this creature that has a magical affinity or whatever it is, you go to bush forward and just by the throat, gently lifts you and then shoves you back. Okay. So was that, my, that was my bonus action, right? That's your bonus action, yeah. Okay, so now I'm swinging at disadvantage because I can't use that. You can't use my samurai feet. So I'm just one. No, I am at disadvantage now, right? Yes. Because I'm not looking at... You can use your normal movement to try and go all the way around. With them having a line of three, it will provoke an attack of opportunity from one of them. Uh, I don't know if it's worth it. Okay. Well, is it? Because then I wouldn't have disadvantage. 
Are you provoking an opportunity, an opportunity attack from the basilisk? Is that is that what I'm hearing? It would be from one of the basilisks, yeah. It would be worth it. Basilisks are dangerous, but they're not nearly as dangerous as Medusa. So. Okay, yeah. Well, let's try and do that so I can get rid of this disadvantage. All right. You move around. So either way, you are going to make it through since uh, these basilisks do not have sentinel. Um, and you transition using about 20 feet of your movement to get around and across. And you're at a, that's a 16 to hit. A 16 is my armor class. And it's just barely gonna wing you for seven piercing. And you make a constitution saving throw. That's a 14. It'll take half of nine poison for uh, four poison. Okay. Is it my turn? Yeah. You, that, you just, your, that was your bonus action and then your movement. Bonus action and movement. This turn is really, really long. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'll take. So it's just a roll because I don't have disadvantage anymore because I'm flanking. Correct. Okay. It's 10. 10's going to miss. Okay. And that will bring us over to Briar. All right. I'm going to hop off my horse and run over towards Barrel in case he needs help in the future. And for now, I'm going to give him a couple of healing lights. So, all right. Two. Ooh, that's six plus five. That's 11 points of hey. healing. Wow. So, um, there's that. And then I'm going to outlast. Um, basilisks are blinded, right? Uh, across the way, if you wanted to fire at one of those. Would that be at advantage? It would not, because you have... Is it a ranged attack? Yes. Then it would just be a normal attack, since you would have to be averting your gaze. All right, then I will just... So it would be a normal attack? Correct. Okay. Um, I'm going to do that at one of those boys. Absolutely. That is a 15 to hit. A 15. Just hit. Thanks, goodness. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that's good. That is 10 points of damage. Very nice. And, and anything more for Briar? Um, nope, that should be everything. And which was that an Eldritch Blast? Yes. Okay. Magic weapon only gives me a plus one, right? Yes. Okay. So that would have been an 11, which I assume also doesn't hit. Uh, correct. Cool. And remember that for your damage as well, correct? Yes. So on damages, you get that plus one to that as well. So the Anarchist, uh, a range of fire directed at uh, the Blinded Basilisks. Yeah. Going to... Mess them up. Uh, will each of you uh, roll this, actually? Will each of you roll 2d8? 2d8? As an excessive amount of firepower raining down this way. Ooh. That's... Uh, 8 plus 6 is 14. All right. 11. Very nice. Six. 
Every little bit. How y'all looking? Not good! <laughs> As bullet holes just rip through these two sets of basilisks, one of which, um, already having sustained a little bit of damage, does fall to the wayside. The other is, it widens its stance and is kind of shifting side to side and its gaze drops ever so slightly. And you can see, uh, for a creature that does not have facial expression, you can see almost like a, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> oh, no, I don't <laughs> want it anymore. <laughs> um, that brings us to them. And focusing first on the ones directly in front of all of you, a basilisk attack towards Toby. No. That's an 18 on the die, I apologize. That, that will... uh, against Beryl from Medusa. Natural one uh, and a 12, no, 13, excuse me. No. And uh, the other basilisk towards Briar or 16 on the die plus, I believe it's four. It'll hit. Plus five for 21. So an attack against Ovi, an attack against um, Briar. And will each of you make con saves for me? Interception, does it lower? It doesn't lower the attack, it lowers the damage, correct? Damage. Lowers yeah. the damage. And you, you said you need a constitution save? Yes. I'm proficient in those. Uh, it's a 16. Okay. So it would be four piercing. Are, which one are you reducing? Um, for a barrel. Uh, I'm reducing for Briar because she's five feet from me. You got it. And so four piercing to um, to Toby, and that would be a four piercing towards Briar, but you are interposing and reducing it to. It's I reduce it by nine. So <laughs> none of that. And then what were your guys's? Uh, uh, excuse me, Constitution saves. Mine was a sixteen. Uh, you reduce your poison from five to two, and then Briar? Eight. Eight, you'll take all 11 of the poison on that one. So my leftover from nine, does that also? Not on this one. Yeah. damage of it. So you smash hard trying to intercept this, and its teeth graze across, which still cut yes. down and get down beneath the skin, drawing blood. Not enough to physically cause piercing damage per se, but enough to allow some of this uh, dripping ichor to seep its way into your bloodstream. Gross. Fine. Two of uh, the two sets at the furthest past point reach into the forest with a number of individuals held in their grasp, um, stoning. Um, the one. Ooh, she girl. <laughs> No. Um, one of the Medusas turns to stone. Nice. Hallelujah. As uh, you glance yeah, yeah. over your shoulder, and there's one person just arms out, eyes closed, holding this uh, mirror oh. out for dear life. And all of you uh, glance back. And as this Medusa reaches forward, all of the snakes wrap around, preparing to just eviscerate this person's wrists with the snakes of the hair and the skin, and they open their jaw and crackling stone, their grayish, uh, already grayish skin becomes hardened and they become frozen in, in their position. An individual just looks up and 
Oh. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> um, that is the uh, Miadusia's turn, which brings us to La Enakis. Uh, or no, excuse me, that brings us to Toby. All right. Um, let's see. I've done a thing. I've done another thing. Let's calculate. I am going to. I think I have decided that I am. It's really an excellent spell. It is just this Medusa that is up, right? Uh, there is one Medusa. She still has both of her basilisks. However, it is this group of three, and that's all that has currently remained. Because the so other stone, and then they are dragged into the forest, and they murdered the other basilisks. Because the basilisk is like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if I was to fairy fire, it would get all of us in it as well. Uh, yes, because you guys are surrounding it at the moment. There is a way to corner it so you could get one of the basilisks without hitting everyone else. But if you wanted to hit the Medusa or all three of the that group, it's going to hit you guys as well. Yeah, not worth it. Not worth it. I'm gonna give us. Uh, I'm gonna give us all advantage. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna just fairy fire everybody in the area. All right. <laughs> just like right at the ground, and it'll just <laughs> over all everybody. All our enemies make their decks. Well, oh, it's us. Uh, well, I can just cancel it from Bree then. This is the concentration spell. The fourteen. The other basilisk gets a twelve. So all three of them fail. And we get to make our deck saves. Mm-hmm. You're trying to beat a... Are you trying to beat a 14? Ah. Okay. So one of the Basilisks... Is there DC 14? Yeah, my DC is 14. Okay, so one of the Basilisks saves, however, the other Basilisk and the Medusa fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 14. And I forget how bad the DC is for... for this. So what? Okay, what's yours? Sixteen. Okay, so barrel passes. That is important. Uh, both I and Briar fail as well. Okay. I got a natural one. Leaves me sitting pretty at a four. What? That's okay. Glitter bomb goes off at Toby's feet, and light sparkles and crackles in that similar fiery, uh, brimstony shifting. Uh, way of the reds and the purples begin to coalesce and collect around all of you, with the exception of Beryl, who it seems to uh, wash over and then, almost in a moment of just holds, finding a moment of peace and serenity as it washes away and passes over you. And in that moment as well, is it my turn? Or is it? Uh, still it's still okay. Um Yeah, no, I don't have any. I will move so that I can harrow this creature. Uh, flank it from the other side to maybe add a little bit of extra advantage. Um, I think I'll actually harrow the Basilisk, the one that is not currently glittering. I'm okay with taking a little bit of damage, but I'm going to prep. And at the I, moment, I, I have a where uh, one, two, and three, when you were kind of up top, so intersecting with two of them. So if you want, you can continue around and you're not currently um, in melee with the lower of the Basilisks. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. In that case, uh, Beryl, yes, it is your turn. Okay, in that moment, as I'm kind of in that piece, ignoring the fairy fire, I'm going to use my second 
samurai application and give myself five temporary hit points and advantage on top of that advantage and i have advantage against the medusa Ooh, yep so instead of balance that in your advantage back and that's going to be a 18 19 to hit 19 hits yeah and it's gonna be eight points of damage Seven nice. of which comes from my ability, one from the die. And then one from the one for magic. I did that, yeah. That's, yeah, because it's six normally, plus one, plus one. Very nice. I hate these things. <laughs> Anything more for Barrel? Um, I just want to continue to flank, so. Okay. And then that will take us to Briar. All right. I'm doing fine. I'm only down five, so I still have um, 17. All right. I am just gonna. Um, I will pump uh, cure wounds into myself. Okay. Go ahead and roll your healing back or do you have i do not have to because my familiar is within a hundred feet of very nice where's my pencil i found um and uh then i will just chill i guess i don't have a lot of bonus action things so you can't use you could use a healing word on yourself and then well that brought me up to full okay Disadvantage sucks, however, these creatures uh, are very fire, so if I can get 2d8 from all of you again as another hail of bullets. Um, oh, where were you when I roll? <laughs> another 14. All right. Three. 12. Three and 12. 29. Um, this creature looks up and a mixture of experiences wash across its face. Something of almost a it 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 feels odd to watch it see one of its kindred turn to stone and almost find joy in it. In the uh, Medusa across from it transition into a stony state and then she reels back and sees her other kin taking off into the forest and she and her basilisks are going to attempt to and opportunity attacks from anyone who would like them me is it oh I don't have a weapon out right now can I still take an opportunity attack yeah you can punch it and it's just a straight roll right yeah. oh, that's pretty good Hmm. It's not a straight roll. You add your strength modifiers. Opportunity attacks that were No, I know, but it, with advantage and disadvantage, how it played out. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I have a disadvantage, don't I? Uh, no, they are still pretty fired. The Medusa's very fired. Oh, okay. Well, that is bad anyway. It's a seven. Yeah. Get out of here, man. All right, a series of as the basilisk and this uh, snaky individual 
head off into the forest. Are any of you planning on pursuing? Okay. I'm gonna do the same thing I did last time. I'm gonna throw a fire at them as they're running away. Fire away at, uh, at normal. Terrible. No, terrible. Um, it is made difficult by the density of the forest and it just blasts against one of these stony trees. Yeah, this was a shot. Maybe they <laughs> have something on them that we might be able to. But you are out of initiative. Um, can I ask a weirdly specific question? Sure. So do I know where the stone turning properties of basilisks come from? Is it from like some magic effusion in their body or is it from like a physiological property in their, in their eyes? Uh, make a uh, either arcana, nature, or history check. Mm. Wow. I don't, I don't I don't I'd go after them with you. No, watch. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is the dice. Um, it's a, it's a, it's an eleven. Eleven. Uh, and are you, you're curious about specifically the the process of turning things into stone? Yes. Yeah. Like, okay. So the reason I'm asking is because I'm thinking I've got a scimitar at my belt. Right. So I was to chop off a basilisk head, and we were to like keep it. I guess. Um, could I like have it like finding some way to pickle it or something like that? Could I could we maintain this as a as a method of turning things to stone? Um, may I also yeah. get a check um, or a medicine check from Briar? As you're thinking about it, you know that this effect emanates from the eyes, and you're thinking about it, and you're not. You're not sure. You haven't spent enough time with them. And the, the dead creature, as you take a glance at it, the effect isn't currently active. The others are taking looks at it and looking directly into it. And at the moment, it's not actively turning. To oh, I should have been. Uh, yeah, I will. Mom, that's a 16. For, for Briar, as you're considering things and kind of taking into account the oddities of of aspects of this that feel not entirely dissimilar to a curse that is upon your own people, you know and understand that these basilisks, the, the eyes are where this emanates from. However, as the creature's life force passes, this ability isn't currently active. It could be something that is within, as Toby is surmising. But as you're thinking about it, you also understand that these creatures always hunt other creatures of meat. And that there is something within them that allows to transition back into a state of biology from a state of stone. Are you telling me that? Uh, that's <laughs> Mm -hmm. Nutella. Pretty sure they can still eat stone. So maybe there's a way to turn all these horses back? How long have we been traveling at this point? Uh, of today? Yes. yes. Uh, about two and a half, three hours. 
Uh, I'm, I guess I will go over to Corey and I'll say, what's the damage? He's taking stock of everything that's uh, going on and just kind of reeling at the moment and shakes his head as you approach and well we're we're checking in with everybody now we had uh about 30 of us here and i'm seeing four dead and the number of the horses just they're done i was um i don't have anything that um It would be a long shot. Perhaps we work on it later as we're going through. I, I just thought um, maybe I could devise something that would that would um, allow the, the horses to, to be relieved of their petrification. But that, that is the sort of thing that, that would take some time and a bit of research. So it's probably not something worth making camp here early. Do we have enough to keep going though? We're gonna have to. <sighs> All five smiles. Well, they deal with these creatures regularly. Right. Could I inspect the teeth of one of the basilisks? Sure. What Does it look? I'm seeing if it looks like it's meant to chew stone. Okay. Or if uh, they look uh, like they're meant uh, for meat. Another medicine check. Um, either nature or medicine. I'll take medicine. Um, are you going to bless me? Yeah, you are guided. Fifteen. Fifteen. You're looking at the teeth. Actually, wait. Creature. Hold on, that's five plus twelve. Seventeen. Seventeen. Very nice. You're looking at this creature, and for a little bit, you kind of glanced from side to side, looking through, and the teeth do come to a point but they are very very thick uh at their base they are strong and they are designed for destroying and chomping down and breaking down stone so whatever process occurs that reverts things to biology or to a uh, a different state of matter happens later in its digestive process so i'm gonna perform a little bit of a surgery and see if i can't get to its stomach. All right. Um, that was the check that you did previously. Good medicine. Or was that nature? Um, medicine. All right. Keeping that, you roll this beast to one side and go and make a variety of incisions along its side and start pulling things open. And it takes a little bit. It's a it's an anatomy that you're not immediately familiar with. And so you go to one area where you would assume the stomach would be and it's just not there. There's a variety of other organs and meats and things like that. So you have to just shift and go to another area and look at something else. And you do end up pulling from it the liver and the stomach. All right. I'm gonna see if I can't take, we have vials, right? Yeah. Well, I'm assuming we can. We had some vials. I don't have any of my vials. I had a I had a chemist set, but is there anyone who is injured that looks like they're in pain? Uh, there's a number of people okay. who have huge gashes on their legs, their arms. Well, I'm gonna give one of our opiums so that we can have an empty bottle. 
There you go. Happily accepts. All right, I'm gonna use the empty bottle and see if I can't get some stomach acid from this uh, beast. All right, will you give me a medicine check on this? Yes. Bless me. Yeah. Or guide me. Okay. Okay, that is 13 plus five is 18. All right, you have a vial of uh, vial liquid. Gross. Um, I'm gonna try to put it on one of the horses to see if that does anything. Uh, you can just take a look at it. I'm gonna oh. test it for arcane properties for a second. I'm just gonna take a look at it and and see if I can I can I roll an arcana check to see if I can identify any things about it just by taking little droppings and stuff. Yeah. Yourself. Yes, I will do that. I, will, I don't know why I keep forgetting that. Um, is that an arcana? Yeah. Very generous of you. Eighteen. Okay. As you're considering this. You have heard that there are potions that can reduce the uh, the um, effects of petrification. Those potions tend to be relatively large and tend to function in a way to fix, per se, the entirety of one creature at a time. And as right. you're looking at this vial and putting into application of the differences, you do know that additional mixtures need to be added in and that you could potentially pour this and it might return uh, whatever it touches directly back into organic material. However, it is likely the vial's worth of square footage per se, or square inchage. And so to pour the say on one of the horses, you might get a part of its arm back, but certainly not the entire horse. Um, this is one piece, uh, one of the very difficult and dangerous pieces required in order to create such a potion to return people from stone. Right. That makes sense. Well, it's pro possibly valuable to any, um, it's, it's probably not going to work by itself, but it is probably valuable to an alchemist at the very least. So at least we might make a, a bit of coin off of this, maybe have to buy their horses back. Dude, was there only one dead basilisk? Uh, there are two dead. <laughs> Good basilisks. All right, I'm gonna see if Corey has any empty bottles amongst the group. Uh, similarly, he has a few vials that he keeps uh, nearby and can provide one for this. All right, I'm gonna try to get as much stomach acid as possible. <laughs> Stone. Uh, another vial's worth with all of you working together and you now having previous experience and knowing what to look for and how to go about it. No need for a roll on that. But you guys do have two vials currently of um, a mixture and one ingredient for removing a stone curse from someone. Yes. Okay, cool. We can experiment more on that later, perhaps. Sure, I'm going to keep the two bottles on me and I'm going to sort of just use my medical degree to see if I can ascertain if there's any more um, potentially stone reversing aspects of these basilisks. Like maybe I'll play with the, see if the blood does anything to the horses or. Okay. Uh, Go ahead and roll uh, um, another medicine check for me. All right. That is good. 17 plus 5 is 22. 
Very nice. Playing with a mixture of uh, different aspects of bodily fluids of uh, these creatures for quite a bit of time. It, it's just kind of discouraging. It doesn't feel like anything is working other than splattering a variety of different uh, bioless liquids across these stony creatures. However, with a little experimentation, you also see that the liver as well on top of the stomach juices seems to have some sort of effect. And between the two, you get two more vials of um, of liquid. I can right. process. Four total. Very nice. All right. And as you're doing this, despite the fact that with very good roles you are adept and careful with the way that you have been transitioning these liquids from one point to another, you do notice that from where it has kind of splattered a little bit onto your hands and things like that, there are pieces on your hand that were gray before that returned to a more natural, normal color. Be great. No, no reason why my heads are great. Are you also a thief? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take off my glove and examine my hand. Do I have a full range of movement in it? It feels akin to how it always has. However, areas that you know have always been splotchy, where this has splattered in different places, has more of your own natural tones and color to it. All right, I'm going to slip my glove back on and take note of that for later. As will I. <laughs> so can we, can we see this happening? Um, go ahead and give me a perception check, and Briar, will you give me a slide of hand check? Ooh, that is a, a good lot perception. of perception. Huh? 14. 18. And for, for Briar, is this something that you are hiding or is this something that you just kind of absentmindedly check and then forget that? I probably would have tried to hide it. Okay. Briar steps away for a moment and you do see her remove her glove and take note of something on her hand and start to flex her fingers and shift and test her hand in a strange way before putting the glove back on. You all right, bruh? Perfect, just got a little bit of gore underneath the glove. Wasn't pleasant. Happens to the best of us, I suppose. I guess, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not being <laughs> subtle about the suspicion. <laughs> That's okay. And as you're finishing up, so too are the anarchists who are doing their best to uh, pull up their their uh, comrades who have been turned to stone and are doubling up to prepare to move them. The horses that have been turned to stone are being left as it's just not going to be possible to move them along. And a few makeshift structures are, are created between horses to, to assist in this process and eventually the remainder of this group are setting out once again towards your destination. Is there anything you guys want to do before you move on from this spot? None that I can think of. 
All right. The rest of the journey is comparatively quiet, seems the wrong term, as noise returns back to the forest around you. Again, seeing these creatures that are familiar and then occasionally make a, an appearance that is less akin to the biology you are used to seeing on these beings in the forest. And continuing, you eventually come to a point where the tree line doesn't stop, but it thins. You can see the tall doors of a, a fortress beyond. Stony, moss-covered rocks that build up the walls that go 10, 15, 20 feet high, pillars all around, and tall spearmen standing along the wall, keeping watch. These two double doors that thin to a point at their top, left open, and a bustling city beyond. You've reached Ulfeist Haven. I think that's what we'll call it for today. Alright. We survived. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you guys. Um, this was wild. You guys made it into the Stonewood Forest. Uh, barely made it out. <laughs> I mean, you're still in it, technically. So. Oh, that is true. It is this whole area, this whole region. The entire thing is fraught with danger and designed to kill everyone who enters it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's like there's a malicious god that wants mm. us to die. Okay. Um, thank you guys. I had a lot of fun today. That was fun. It was super thank fun. You. And uh, for anyone joining us on YouTube, thank you. Uh, welcome back. Oh. Thanks for coming and enjoying the shenanigans, and we'll see you soon. We'll see you. Bye.